Tap in. Hey, welcome back to the Tap In Podcast. <coughs> um, here with my co-host, Duop, as usual. What up, what up? And uh, we got a special guest and close friend, both of ours, my guy Reezy. What's up? What up, fellas? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah dying man. over there already. <laughs> Beginning. Yeah, I'm going to get my voice back with this Arizona. <laughs> Watermelon flavor. Tasty. <laughs> chill over there <laughs> okay so let's just uh start off with who you've produced for in the city like kind of like what you do i guess what how do how would you describe yourself as a producer or like who i work with what do you mean um in terms of like uh yeah what producer what do you do in terms of uh what you do with artists in the studio i guess okay well i make beats i record i engineer okay <laughs> With engineering, like, and what I like, how long you've been doing engineering for? Because I know you've made beats for a long time, but like, I've been doing engineering for like probably seven years or so. Shit. Shit. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that come with engineering something? Man, honestly, like, bad rappers. (laughs) I don't even want to say that, but just like impatience like it takes a long time and like people want their shit to just sound like you know industry standard (laughs) like right as they're like walking up to the mic like and then it just sounds right but like that's never going to be the case i mean it rarely is right but like with the help of the right software you can make someone mediocre into someone who's presentable so yeah people just are kind of impatient sometimes that shit you know, it takes it takes a little while to marinate to get the sauce right. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you don't want to be impatient. Um, so like, in terms of producing, what kind of like, what would you say your style is? Like, what what music you kind of make? Uh, I like melodic music a lot. I like electronic music, I like jazz. So. That's how you would kind of describe your sound. Yeah, it's like real it co- jazzy. It's, it's a got combination a lot of, of all those. Yeah. Like yeah. Instrumental mm-hmm. dissonance kind of thing. I know, I know for sure. Uh, Sake, he's had a comment about your beat saying like it got an anime sound, kind of. And, I was uh, definitely on his head for saying his shit sound like anime. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah it was a it was a mutual feeling, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, shout out to Sake. Shout out the whole Midnight Society. Um, we're about to tap in. What's it called? South by Southwest, mid-March, so yeah. Oh, sick, yeah. We'll okay. keep our eyes peeled for that one. Yeah, they got they got a bunch of shows going on, so if y'all are in Texas, whatever, man, pull up South by Southwest. That shit's about to go up for real, so yeah. So that's is that your next big move right now? You're looking forward to uh, South by Southwest in March? Yeah, I'm going with the artist, uh, Johnny Blunt. But, uh, we're going to go out there, you know, just on a venture with some beats, with some songs. And uh, I know some people out there, too, who are, performing and shit like Midnight Society and like just some people affiliated with that so okay so is Johnny Blunt's like the your main guy right now or he's one of them for sure mm-hmm. like yeah I've been working with him a lot lately him like King Collab okay but uh who's some writer too another yeah. artist I work with pretty often um low hanging fruit
to work with if you had to choose? <laughs> um, that shit's tough, bro. I don't even know if I got a favorite for real. But yeah. um, I really do enjoy working with uh, artists and producers, like a mix of both. Mm. So like King Collab and Johnny Blunts, for example, they, they make beats as well as rap. So they really understand how the process works a little bit better and they put more work into it. Yeah. And the, the ending product is just a little bit more more personal, intimate with the artist. Yeah, okay, okay. It's better chemistry while you guys yeah, are in the yeah. lab. You got more chemistry if someone's like, oh, maybe you should... Mm-mm-mm, and they know what they're talking about. You feel me? Right. Yeah. So, do you think it's tough to kind of like put your own, like finding your own creative part on a production or something, but also trying to stay true to whatever artist that you are producing for? Sometimes it is. That's why I like to like meet artists face to face before I really like get to working with them too much. Mm. Like, I don't really want to just be working with someone because I like their music as much as like I like the relationship we got like you feel me yeah, yeah, yeah is there anyone in um denver that you haven't worked with that you want to work with any artist in denver that i want to work with um i've really crossed a lot of those people off the list already you know i mm-hmm. got a pretty full portfolio pretty full roster but you know there's a lot of talent in the city so i'm sure there's a lot of artists that i'm not aware of yeah, yeah. I'm also pretty outgoing, you know. If I like someone, I'm gonna hit you up or I'm gonna get in touch with your people. We'll work together. So. Yeah, for sure. Do you have like a um, a favorite beat or project that you've worked on so far? I do have like a couple favorite songs. Yeah. Surely, but like, as far as the beats that I've made, I made like just some shit that I sample. Man, am I even going to be able to hook up the audio or some shit? Like, I don't even want to try to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not out right now you yet. You feel me? Okay, yeah. No, um, as far as songs that I've released, yeah. that's songs the crazy thing. Like, a lot of my favorite songs I haven't released, but... Still in the vault. Um, Just to name a couple, like Hard Heart with King Collab. Mm, that's yeah. one of my favorite songs that I've worked on. Um, In the Morning, Johnny Blunt's uh, another great song. Uh, Trey Ryder and I have a... I'm just a host of good songs that I like, to be honest. And uh, I don't know, man. I like a lot of the artists that I work with. Mm-hmm. I don't really got no favorites, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, so you work with a lot of artists. Um, what do you see that you think needs to happen around here to bring more attention to the artist? Is there anything that's screaming out at you that that rappers in Denver aren't doing? Yeah. Um, Number one, like, just make sure that you got a good, reliable studio and a good engineer, like, someone that you can fuck with and it's not just about their money only. Because, like, if you got someone who's just trying to, you know, get you your little hour or whatever, you just be saving up that studio bread, it's like, oh, man, I only got an hour, but I got to rush this. So just have a good relationship with your engineer. That's the first thing Mm -hmm. as far as artists can go. Because a lot of the songs in Denver, you know, they're cool. There's a lot of talent, but they don't have the industry standard sound. Like, they don't got the totally. right mix. Totally. So, that's probably the first thing I'll say for artists. And then producers, I'd probably say put your shit on the internet. Like, get your shit out there. Get your shit streaming. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to reach out to artists, you know. Don't be too good to offer a couple beat packs every now and then. Just, like, a little three-pack. Like, hey, I just... For the culture. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just for their art altogether. Like, I like your sound. Like, I'm going to just send you these three beats. Just, you know, do whatever with them, man. They're yeah. exclusive. They're leased. Whatever you want to do. Just yeah. don't be afraid to show love. That's that's a big thing for real. For sure, for sure. I like that. 
Um, so where do you think, like, who's your biggest influence on your sound, or where do you think your biggest influence on your sound comes from? Probably, as far as a producer goes, probably Dr. Dre, mm. to be honest. And uh, That makes sense with yeah. a lot of the high-pitched... Uh, yeah, I like a lot of that West Coast, like, analog, high-pitched melody shit mm-hmm, with the yeah. leads. Mm-hmm. All that shit? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that shit goes crazy. So I get a lot of influence from the West Coast. Okay. Uh, like, my whole dad's side of the family lives in Cali, so... Yeah, for sure. And you go out there, like, a couple of times a year, so... Yeah, like, like last year, 2018, I was out there, like, eight times, just, like, going back and forth with uh, Johnny and then KK, mm-hmm. just going out and just doing a couple of little mini-missions, trying to get our foot in the door and shit. Have you thought about moving out there? Uh, yeah, I've put some, th- some thought into it, <laughs> but uh, I got some family who said I could stay out there and everything, but I don't really want to be on that shit. Like, I want to be official with my shit, you know, have myself, like, a, a nice studio and everything inside the house, but rent's kind of crazy out there i'm just trying to (laughs) work my way up to that to be honest no doubt so i um i know that you don't have any like personal soundcloud or spotify pages or at least some that i could find is there any like specific reason you don't have your own uh soundcloud page well i did for a while but then i found like people pirating my shit and like oh claiming it as their own shit and so i just i took the shit down and then now i got a track train where you can exclusively or lease my beats mm-hmm. it's a uh, track train reezy on the keys yeah slashing that shit though track train slash reezy on the keys and uh you can just buy my beats on there so you're having problems with uh random people just stealing your beats yeah man and like <laughs> artists trying to hop on my shit with like no permission or nothing like that and then like it's just weird bro like just add you're bro. Like, like hey let me hop on your beat bro or let's <laughs> let's work on some shit i've been like bet but then you just release some shit, don't like send me a link or anything, I just find shit. I'm like, yeah. <coughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? How did you even get the beat, dude? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. That shit's weird, bro. I, I didn't know how he got the beat, bro, because like, he got it from a song that was already recorded, and then he like had the beat, but there was no way for him to like sample it or anything, bro. He just. He I don't hacked know your how shit, he, dude. He hacked my shit, bro. <laughs> he did me. Matrixed my shit all the way down, bro. Bro, so how, I mean, how are you gonna starve the people? This thing is in the Matrix, bro. There's not much you can do about it. Like. You got to take the blue pill, man. That's all you can do at this point, man. It's over with. Face it. So, I mean, what? So you were saying that you think one of the biggest things for producers is to have their music out there. Do you just feel like you work with enough artists at this point that you don't really need to have your music out there, whether it's getting sampled unfairly or not? Oh, uh, well, that's the thing. I am making sure my music's getting out there. Like, the trips, like, to L.A. and shit, and, like, this trip that I'm doing to South by Southwest, that's, like, meeting up with artists and getting my work out there face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as getting it out there on the Internet, like, I've already seen problems with that, and, like, people from my team have already seen problems with that. Like, if I just, you know, took a couple steps back and just got that copyright a little bit more solid at that point in time, I could have had a little bag, you know, from a couple of different situations. But that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. You can get your work out there without having to just like throw it all over the place. But if you're a producer who's trying to get out there more, that's what I'm saying. You should be putting yeah. your, your songs on YouTube, making tight beats, things like just that. Just anything to get your brand out, your yeah. name out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, good, it's a good thing to do. So do you like um, 
are like are you okay when artists come with you and ask you to make a tight beat or do you try to like stay in your own style like, how do you feel like, how do, you feel how do i feel about that about an artist coming be your fucking self man fuck i'm sick of this shit bro stop trying to sound like everybody else that shit's dead bro it's 2019 man fuck tight beats very true I mean, is it just about then like working with an artist really hard to come together with what you two create in that point? Exactly what it is, but it's not even like you gotta just create, you know, the wheel, just doing it from scratch, bro. You could draw some influence maybe from some previous shit, some previous generation. That's what hip hop is, right? Yeah, exactly. Revitalizing it, bringing the circle of life, old shit, bringing it new. So if you're not just getting a little bit behind the contemporary shit, I don't know. It's just, it's a little bit harder to respect. I think you should let music marinate before you really delve into the sampling and all that. Like, sure. And the tight beats or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, you can just, 20, 30 years later, you can have some Zapp and Roger type sound, you know, on a Bruno Mars album and it goes crazy. And people don't know what the hell it is because they didn't have it in their generation. Yeah. But that's what hip hop's about. It's just like revitalizing, rejuvenating, shit like that. Bring shit to the surface that otherwise would never have seen the light of day. Yeah, bro. It just it's just really dope how hip hop has just always been about bringing back old tradition. Mm-hmm. So I think people are just kind of getting lost in the sauce when they're trying to make these tight beats. It's like they're kind of saying like, "Oh, fuck all that other shit." What sounds like you know this very second. Yeah, which is cool, you know. A lot of cloud chasing, a lot of bag chasing, yeah. instead of it being about the music. Yeah, they they want like more streams and everything, you know. But at the same time, someone like designer, he looked up uh, some sort of I think like Meek Mill type beat or something like that, and then, mm. then made Panda. Right. So, yeah. Boom. But that was a little bit like longer ago. That was like 2016. Type beats really were definitely the wave back then. You know, Taz Honestly, was yeah. really blowing up, internet money, all of them. They really were doing their <laughs> thing back then. Bro, now they it's started a little late for the tight beat wave. Like Facts. that's that's something I would say for producers. Like you can definitely get, you know, some some cool bags, like just some steady income off a of tight beat, but I don't think you're gonna separate yourself by making tight yeah, beats. Yeah, exactly. Like people aren't gonna be like, damn, that sounds like a like a uh 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 beat or that sounds like a doo beat or a Reezy beat. I'm gonna say like, okay, that person. just sounds like a NBA young boy type beat or whatever. 
and then the artist doesn't have much other choice but to sound like NBA YoungBoy or whoever the beat's supposed to sound like. Mm. Yeah. And as great of an artist as NBA YoungBoy is, like, people just don't want to be themselves. Mm. NBA YoungBoy wasn't on some, hmm, let me look up some tight beats. Right. But then you could also say, oh, he sounds like Boozy. But then you could also say, oh, they're just from the same part of the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so shit goes further back. Yeah. So how do you see yourself growing, like, your your influence and stuff within the city or within the state? Because I know you're doing some stuff in L.A. and Texas, but, like, what do you have planned on for doing stuff here? Shit, I mean, just working harder with the people who I'm working with right now, really trying to get them more into the promotional side of things. Okay. But I have been spending a lot of hours in the studio just consistently, you know, staying up to, like, 3 a.m., starting my work at, I don't know, like 10 in the morning, and just staying down there. So you do. So do you work with like some of the artists with their promotional part of the music, or is it? I really don't touch that. I'm just a creative, to be honest. I don't really ever touch that. So, what do you think is what do you think is important for you in your promotion? Like, if you had to, like, when you're bringing somebody onto your team to kind of get your name out there or to get to working with you, like, what are some important things that they have to know about you? I mean, my music really speaks for itself, and like I think that my reputation as a producer is going to stand solid, and I want to just go with the word of mouth, but mm. I'm a solid beat maker, you know, I do good business, that's really all I can say about it. <laughs> People who work with me to tell you the same thing, so. I mean, I've made a couple beats with him, and <laughs> I could say that. Only a few, though, one or yeah, two. Yeah, no, I remember you guys, um, when, we, when we lived together, you guys were cooking up all the time <laughs> daily yeah like and he, he doesn't stop he's go he goes like a hundred times harder than me like that's for sure like he'll this summer i know he was locked in locked in that was this winter too <laughs> yeah does it ever just kind of like like is it ever hard to like because i always felt like if i was making beats my problem would be that like i would keep making the same beat over and over again mm-hmm. just because it'd be hard to get away from a like whatever your sound is and just like i don't really know what else goes into it so like yep. i can just think of like when i'm beatboxing it's the same beatbox <laughs> every <laughs> single time <laughs> yep everyone's got like that that kind of rhythm in them you know like that that natural yeah like for example a producer i worked with ab um shout out ab he like has a really like Caribbean type sound in his percussions. Like I could always recognize when it's like some of his shit. So it just like you got to stick true to those roots, even if it sounds repetitive or whatever. I you're think, building a sound. I think you're building a sound. That's exactly what it is. Like someone like Zaytoven or Dr. Dre, like as much variety as they have, you can still recognize it because they're sticking to the fundamentals. Mm. So you can't be afraid to sound too similar. But one way I would encourage like to get out of that box. It just like change your everyday habits. So maybe if you've been like cooking up on some headphones, invest in some monitors. And if you've just been using like the same uh, plugins, just software, get a different sound. Yeah, get like Purity if you don't have it. Get like Nexus if you don't have it. Omnisphere. All of them. Because there's so many different options as a beat maker, and you can just—it's almost infinite. So you just really got to delve into it. Take some time. Separate yourself. And just everyday habits, you know, if you're a nighttime producer at the current moment, maybe try producing in the day for like a week or something. Yeah, you switch you it up. Do one beat a day, try a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> do a week I of mean, just making like so five like, beats a day. I don't know. 
So how do you go about discovering a different sound? Is it about just kind of clicking into a different sample pack, or it's is crazy, it sometimes like, like hearing something in the in a song and you're like, maybe I don't want that in my song in my song, but I'm gonna go to that pack and try to yeah something mm. similar, some similar yeah. vibe. But um, the way that I find my sounds most of the time, I'm just like kind of walking around on some shit. Like uh, I got a lot of family who just puts me on to music. Like my aunts, my uncles and aunts, like they just. I'll be in the back of their car or something, something will come on. Luckily, I got Shazam and shit. I'll just hit Shazam real quick. And I'll just be walking around in the most random place or, like, I'll be at a restaurant and I'll just hear the most fire-like type of sample. And then I'll just do a little bit of discography, you know, discover the chord progressions, the synthesizers that they're using, the fucking guitars they're using, whatever, and just get a little more into it and then just take it on my own. Okay. So, like, as far as engineering goes, what are some things that you would say that artists could really hear from, like, an engineer's perspective on, like, working with them? Because, I mean, you're a producer and an engineer, so you kind of have a unique perspective as to, like, how a beat needs to sound in terms of levels with an artist, and, you know, they're not always privy to that. Well, um, the most important thing I can say, like, a good beat is gonna sound good even without a good mix. Like if you listen to something like uh, In My Kitchen by Gucci, like mm. it's just a bad mix. Just <laughs> <laughs> like the bass is just fucked. You play it in a car, you, your subs are probably gonna bust. Or you play something like Mo Bamba to give you a more contemporary example. Uh, it just It's not the best mix until you know they got the industry standard like uh, radio mixers and compressors put together on that. But you listen to the original like release of that song, Mix was trash, bro. <laughs> like, I promise you. Yeah. But the beat was always hard. Like, it was always a slapper. I got more. You know, people were just into it. So it wasn't really about the mix. But if you want to be technical about it, I think that um, something that's kind of blowing up lately is just, like, really tactile basses, like 808s that you could feel as mm -hmm. opposed to just, like, hearing them. So, like, a bass that'll, like, really just shake the whole room and, like, having a little bit of distortion on top just so you can hear it on phone speakers. Because a lot of the time people can't hear like your 808s if it doesn't have any distortion or totally. like high end or like big crusher. So if you just get that shit like a little bit of one of those, you know, turn up the high end like a little bit and then people will be able to hear it on their phone. They'll be like, oh, this shit slaps. Let me play it on the big speakers. Boom, that shit really slaps now. So that's just something like a little, a little trick for like the years to come, I think bass is like really important lately mm -hmm. you pay attention to how you're mixing your 808s and shit i mean i think that might come a little bit from like the influences are starting to i think we're starting to see the people make music who are influenced by like i mean people that we listen to music when we were younger too like that just sounded like people starting to come around and do what kanye was doing way back when in terms of like that distorted experimental sound like with the bass kind of sound God. Yeah. Like a lot of that shit, the distorted bass sound came from uh, just Atlanta is like the first place that most people would tell you it came from. Cause yeah. like Zaytoven's mom's house, like they <laughs> would call it, uh, like in the basement, you know, he didn't have the best system when they first started mixing. He had a pretty basic like mixing board and like the bass just was not sounding right. It was just really rattly, but it just kind of caught on. People like that sound of it just sounded like it's from the trap. It was real that's raw. Where, yeah, that's where like trap music like became a thing, really. Not the commercial trap like T.I. and like Jeezy, 
kind of came out, you know, post-production is mm-hmm. crispy, like it sounded good. Right. But um, that's where like the first example, like that heavy bass is for sure. But Kanye definitely did bring that back in, like with Dark Fantasy. Yeah. Like a lot of those, like those vocoders with like a lot of heavy bass in them. Like that was a big deal, and it's definitely carried on into like music we listen to of Rafi Pagan, some fucking real like lowrider music, bro. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> right on LA, just cruising. Yeah, you know, just sunset music. Real smooth. Real smooth. But um, a lot of samples from like the 50s and 60s and shit. A lot of soul samples, Motown. Um, Can't even hear shit, I'm weak. You know, guitar was definitely a big yeah. deal. I played guitar while I was younger. I kind of yeah. let go of guitar and like picked up piano and producing more. Okay. But songs like this, 
Totally, yeah, okay. Yep. Just give you a quick example. Yeah, just kind of music that you can, like, chill out to. Cruising music, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, like, my music to be, like, a little more calm and, like, cruising yeah. music. Than, like, that kind of reminds me of, like, early Sledrin when he and Wiz, like, first started working yep. together on, like, uh, fucking Cabin Fever. Yeah, and I, then, I don't think that's when they first started working together. But that was him like, and like Cardo, like the whole sound that they had together. Yeah. Shout out Cardo. He's yeah. he was out here in Denver a little bit, but he's in Texas now. But Cardo is definitely a big influence too. Sledgerin, like I like their percussion a lot. That's what inspired me from them. Like yeah. those cowbells and like the triangles goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you to that tropical place. Yeah, like, it sounds tropical. It does. I like tropical sounds too. That's definitely a big part of my sound. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite? Like beat just in general, like like a, just people have a favorite song. Mm. I've got a lot of good feedback. Like I said on Hard Heart. Um, I mean, uh, in terms of just like. Okay, other cool. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, you you talking about shit? I haven't even like touched. Yeah. Okay. Favorite beat? Wow. Um, I like Last Call by Kanye West. I think that's a really good beat. Yeah. Uh, what else? I like. Yeah. The I, next episode by Dr. Dre. Yeah. Or you when, whenever I see that last call on Kanye West and you see that shit's like 12 minutes, you're like, no way, I'm about to listen to this for 12 <laughs> minutes. And you do. And eight <laughs> minutes. Every eight time. minutes is just a rant. And every time I'm at the end of this shit, and I'm like, oh, snap, Kanye's still talking to me on this fire-ass beat. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the saxophone going crazy. Yeah. What the fuck did he say, man? I don't even know. I'm shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, you've gone to a couple of different local concerts for local artists. Who who puts on the best show that you've seen? Um, whew. I would say probably top three in no order. This is tough. Uh, maybe like Trey Ryder, KK, King Caleb, um, and Low Hanging Fruit. Mm. Yep, those three. Solid three. Yep. Yeah. Right now, my my number one is for sure Soup like, and Low Hanging Fruit. Crazy, like, bro! I love their performances. They're yeah, so exactly. like engaging with exactly. the crowd. Like you know, they'll be throwing fruit to the audience. <laughs> right. Girls will be like, "Let me on stage!" Dancing and shit, going crazy. Yeah, their concerts go up. They definitely do. But um. Yeah, someone like King Cobb, it like it almost reminds me of like a punk show or some shit. Like uh, mm. like Seven Circle, that's like a punk venue out here. They got some cool shows I've been to, like some punk rock concerts. People are like moshing shit. It just like super high energy and like the bass that like he got on his songs and shit. Like it's always it just, flapping through yeah, any speaker. It's like it's like some real, you know, just some like mosh music. Yeah. And then like Trey Ride, it just like, I don't know, that shit just goes up every time. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it when he was on about the concert where he was going and there's a whole fight. That yeah, was going Officer Shit Stain. <laughs> yeah, that shit, there was a fight in the crowd. Oh, man. Yeah, so you got like three completely different genres, but like those were like my top three. Yeah, but they each yeah. go up on their own. Yeah, like they all got their own lanes. That's what's so dope about this city. People are like, you know, they got a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what's dope, but that's also what's kind of hard about it uh, at the same time is because, like, mm. people are in such, like, their own separate lanes. How can you define Denver yeah, music? exactly. Like, there's no definition of the music, A, and then it also makes it harder to, like, find other people of one person because 
the sound is so different. Yeah, and the chemistry the is not the same either. Yeah, like exactly. when people got such a different sound, it's like harder to work with like some people than others. Like our totally. like the our first episode to the next is just like extremely different sounds, like in terms of like how they go about their music and then their style of music is just like totally different. Like I wouldn't put them as people from the same city, but also I think Trey Wright is a very rare breed in the city. <laughs> oh, you mean A-Stack and Trey Rider? Yeah. But that's the thing, like, you know, they'll both be going, like, popping up to the same studios. Like, I'll see them, like, at YGAM or some shit. So it's, like, yeah. the whole city's, like, working together, knowing each other. But, like, just because we're not tapped in, like, making songs together doesn't mean we can't, like, get money together, eat together. Totally. But um, you're right. Like, as far as artistic chemistry, like, there is so much difference between, like, all the artists that you meet out here. It's not like you can just pick out like a fucking you can see like an Atlanta rapper like a Florida rapper a Chicago yeah, rapper exactly. like LA rapper like maybe five out of ten times or something like that out here you can maybe one out of ten times you can see a fucking Denver rapper you don't fucking know <laughs> yeah you got so many different types of fucking rappers out here bro it's crazy everybody's rapping out here yeah see it's, it's it would be hard to produce a song for let's say Trey Ryder and then the next beat you would have to focus on like a, a KK beat like, cause they're so different. Yeah, like if they I happen like to be in the same too, you know, studio. sometimes. I, oh yeah, yeah. If they're in the same studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work on like hella different songs. Um, they're both really talented artists, though. That'd yeah. be that'd be interesting to see. I guess you know. Like even if anything comes out of it, just how, the, just bringing them into the studio together, see what they could come up with. It could be good. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know? Yeah. I mean, they know each other and shit. Oh sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I just think that, like, artists could really use being unified around, like, something in terms of, like, building up a brand and building up a following. Like, there, I think there just needs to be something for people to follow. Like, people in New York ride for New York music mm. and all the different, like, places. And I'm not saying, like, they all need to sound the same because Jay-Z sounds totally different from, like, the new upcoming rappers from New York right now. And even the current I, New York rappers sound different, yeah. like Joey yeah. Badass versus Takashi or A Boogie or, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. no, that's they a just fact. Like, I just think it's like they all understand, like, a unif there's like a unity that's just kind of missing here that's, like, hard to figure out. I think it might be because it's so spread out and, like, people are so different, but it's kind of hard to like find people you know if you didn't know anything about denver it'd be really mm -hmm. hard like if you're not really out. doing the shit if you haven't been doing this shit for a while like yeah you're exactly. definitely right i've seen a lot of people like just trying to start so just, hard to start from they stretch. just quit so fast like because out here it's not easy to like meet people and shit. you go out to la or something people are like more willing to network and shit but at the same time, you know, there's, like, a lot of flakiness that comes with, like, going to L.A. or some shit like that. Yeah, because there's you know, that classic Hollywood. L.A. mindset yeah, of, like, everyone. it depends where you go in L.A., though. You know, I'm talking about, like, Hollywood or some shit. But at the same time, you know, I definitely work with, like, a lot of solid artists from Hollywood. You know, shout out, like, Suffrage Gang, Benji Bands. Uh, they're not, like, from Hollywood or whatever, but that's where I, like, met them at. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. But, yeah. yeah. I just think that if the artists here worked with each other more and, like, try to do shows together more build ban fan bases it would it would give like the local people fan bases to come here because i think it's like it's not that there's a lack of fans or anything it's just that like 
fans don't know when and where all the time and like they know that sometimes their homie is opening up for a rapper that they want to see. There's a fucking concert every night. That's the fucking problem out <laughs> here, bro. People are just mm. so loose, like, trying to throw a concert every night, bro. Like, exactly. people don't want to consolidate people. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. some unification under, like, one umbrella. One big show. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Big showcase. We're all headlining. Yeah. Like, fuck all that other shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Denver Coachella, baby. Yeah. yeah. The announcements. There's a concert on the 25th, and... I don't know if there's still one on the 26th, but I know LHF was supposed to be there, but they ended up doing another night overseas, so they're not going to be there anymore. Yep, shout out to LHF doing their thing out in France and Spain. Going nuts. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. But I just think that, like, people need to just, I don't, I don't care if you're, like, headlining whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's dope to headline for somebody who's definitely going to bring out a crowd, but, like... Mm-hmm. How much doper would it be if you could bring out a crowd? Like, mm-hmm. that's really yeah. what it's about at the end of the day. Like, when you stop doing just so many local shows and shit, you start getting shows in other cities. Your name gets out there more. I don't know. People just want to do all these little ass shows and shit that are just going to blow over. I think if we could just consolidate, you know, do more like festival type things that really work in this city, maybe almost like, I don't know, like a garage style party, like some <laughs> warehouse shit. Doesn't just even have matter. all the yeah. hottest artists just pull up to some cold ass fucking Woodstock warehouse or some shit. Give <laughs> <laughs> you a step in the right direction. Yeah, bro. I mean, we just got to pe- bring more people under the same roof and just set aside all the bullshit. Like, fuck the bullshit. Just work together, get some money, and then just do our own thing after that. Mm hmm. People just, you know, if we could throw together, like, a little more festivals during the summer and spring, mm-hmm. I think that would be good for the city. I like that. I mean, there's winning money, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, let me see. You got anything else, Walt? No, I, uh, I think we've covered just about everything. You got anything? You got that? Yeah, um, I like to shout out Pop Tarts. This is a strawberry flavor, and not my favorite, but they got the job done. What, what flavor is better than strawberry? Wild Berry, you know, the one with like purple, and then it's got like the double helix of that turquoise uh, okay. frosting. Mm. That's the best flavor of Pop Tarts, but this shit was delicious. And I want to shout out Arizona for the watermelon flavor. And uh, I want to shout out Tap In. You know, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, love to have you on. Yep. Shout out Duop. Shout out Javon. Salute. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so where can people find you? Get a beat. Um, well, find I was, some of the music that you work on. Like I was saying, um, tracktrain.com slash Reezy on the Keys. That's where you can buy my beats. And then Reezy on the Keys on Twitter, Reezy on the Keys on Instagram and everywhere else. Real simple. Yeah, <laughs> I like on it. The keys. I like it. Um, and as usual, you can find me at OO Javon. Um, and then, as usual, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at tapin5280. Yes, sir. You can find me on uh, Twitter at M underscore doop or on Instagram at doop M. So, yeah. Right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah appreciate show. you coming through, man.